0: You are listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 000. Today, we just want you to get to know a little about your hosts and hear about the meaningful content coming your way in the weeks and months ahead. So let's get revved up. Hey
1: everybody, Darren here.
0: And Holly's here too. Welcome
1: Welcome to to the the Cars Cars of Carlisle Carlisle Podcast. podcast. Thank you to everyone for starting this journey with us, the Cars of Carlisle podcast, Sometimes you may hear us refer to it as CFC for a bit of shorthand, but we'll be providing this on a weekly basis for your automotive enjoyment. We are looking forward to you joining us each and every week. We've been planning out the next 52 weeks and know that you're going to love coming back and and downloading us each week. With that, uh, why not add us to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes? You can also follow us on Twitter at Cars of Carlisle, Instagram at Cars of Carlisle, and for access to exclusive behind the scenes
0: content, go to patreon.com to become a member. That's P A T R E O N.com. So, Darren, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about why you decided to start this podcast?
1: Well, sure, Holly. I would say that uh, I've been a car nut all my life between racing fuel and. Motor oil pumping through my veins, probably back to the days when I was playing with Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. In fact, when I look through my baby—I well, shouldn't say baby album—but when I look back through my younger years albums, age three, four, five on up, most every photo has me holding an El Camino or some uh, Tonka truck or, or some some form of a vehicle, four tires, and I loved it. And uh, motorcycles, you name it, anything that goes, trucks. 18 wheelers, motorhomes, I've been a big fan of anything that rolls down the highway all of my life. And uh, moved to this area in 1984 with my father, who was with IBM, and we moved down from upstate New York near Binghamton. And uh, even when we lived in upstate New York, my dad and uncles and friends, we'd pile into a station wagon and make the five hour drive down to Carlisle, and then it was just a place along long car ride away We'd truck through, or I should say, we'd trudge through all the mud and and up and down the hills and all the swap meat parts. And and when you're seven, eight years old, uh, you're carrying Model A Ford, you know, Ford Model A fenders and what have you. It may not have been always uh, the most enjoyable because once we you know, we're doing going through all the swap parts and and the, the boxes of uh, all kinds of of uh, rusted material. My, dad and his friends were having a great time but what I enjoyed the most is whenever we finished that up took we walked the parts out to the car um, and then go back and look at the car corral seeing all the muscle cars and the, the late model cars, the sports cars, the cars that I had posters of or cars that I admired on TV shows getting to see a Ferrari 308 up close and personal that was exciting so that was the part of the car show adventure that I've always enjoyed and when we moved to this area, you could say I've been a car show, a Carlisle local since 1980, 1984 and essentially car loco my entire life.
0: So you say nineteen eighty four you moved here. So how old were you then? Not to reveal too much of your age, but I was
1: a young teenager. At the okay. Time, yes. Okay. And now I'm a forty something guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, a great opportunity because now being in this area from my teenage years, my high school years, to current uh, to be able to go to the shows in my backyard has been a tremendous opportunity. I love the fact that the car shows bring in people from all over the world, not just across the United States. What amazing excitement, the enthusiasm that everyone has for vehicles, it's a a tremendous thing to be living here in the epicenter of Carlisle. Why don't we tell everybody a little bit about the fact that you aren't as familiar with Carlisle? This is a relatively new experience for you, correct?
0: Yeah, I would definitely say I'm not qualified to be a car nut. I grew up in a home, though, where my father was knee-deep in the car business. Um, he was a salesman for many years, manager, dealer, um, auctioneer extraordinaire. I think he, uh, he was famed in the area that where I grew up for being just a savant when it came to buying the right cars for mm. the right audience and knowing what to do and and quite frankly he was a ford loyalist mm, so okay. i grew up always wanting to have a ford um and uh so i'm a definitely a, a ford girl but what was your first car my first car was a 1984 ford mustang
1: very nice. What? Uh... Oh,
0: convertible. Okay. By the way. Good. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, it didn't last very long, but I did have. It, so that's what happened. I think you said something once about um, your dad, like re- uh, refurbishing cars. Obviously, oh, your yeah. love of cars probably came a little bit inherited from him. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, my
1: father Rick uh, has. He's actually <laughs> the son of a big time car fan who was the son of a major car fan going back to the early days and my father remembers cars from the 20s and 30s as well as the 40s and 50s Um, he had at one point in my growing up in upstate new york three 1929 model a's and that going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago that was the the catalyst for making those trips down interstate 81 to Carlisle to find parts and and hard to find items at the time It's a lot of, uh, it was sometimes this was before the reproduction aspect, so you had to find original parts.
0: Even I know that's cool.
1: Yeah, it was neat. In fact, I can tell you that most often I would go out to the uh, garage and one or two of the Model A's would be in various states of restoration just to be able to sit in them and and turn the wheel or to understand how the engine worked to help with. uh, just minor things that an eight, 10 year old boy could do. But what I think I had the best memories about is my sister and I running in the rumble seat of the 29 Roadster. We had a tutor, we had a pickup, but the Roadster had, it was beautiful uh, camel color, it had orange blossom spoked wheels, and we would take that uh, to various car shows in the, uh, the upstate, uh, tier County area. And my job, as soon as we would arrive, we'd get our placard, we'd go in with the packet, get onto the car show field. I'd hop out of the rumble seat, I grabbed all the waxing and the and the and the uh, dust mops, would have have you and go to work at cleaning the wheels and doing the white wall polish, helping making sure that the uh, the hood emblem and everything was in the chromed and polished, and everything was looking sharp. It was just uh, just really cool to then. Be able to learn a little bit about the statistics, and and uh, uh, of course, no more than just what being a twenty-nine Model A, I could at the age of eight or nine tell people a little bit about our car, the history that my father had found on found out on it, that type of thing. And so many a many a spring and summer weekend were spent uh, going to and from car shows. Nice. And I, and I like the fact that my dad never trailered them. We we drove them. We might only go 45, 50 miles an hour, and we'd stay to the far right lane wherever we went, but uh, we we drove them. How fun. How about you? Do you have any great memories from your dad bringing any cool cars home?
0: You know, I would say, oddly enough, not really any really cool cars. I remember having memories of him selling cars to really cool people, like Ric Flair. Um, Where I grew up was definitely – home to a lot of wrestlers so back Charlotte in the day area. yeah so um rick flair and the uh, rock and roll express those guys <laughs> i remember one time he sold a uh, car to one of the rock and roll express guys when he had a broken nose from a previous match did you get so, to meet him no but i did get an autograph so that was nice okay um but i think probably my fondest memory was he used to go to auctions out of state and buy cars that would go back to the dealership and instead of um, hiring a truck to tow all the cars back. He would hire me and my friends to drive down in a caravan and then drive back and everybody would get to drive on their own car and we would get paid a little bit of money. And it was just always so fun to kind of fight over who was going to get to drive the coolest car Mm -hmm. and the convertible or whatever it was, the sporty type car. But, um, but it was always a disappointment when you get down there and realize it's a bunch of crap cars sometimes <laughs> and not the fun stuff. But, you know, it was still a not good time. Not quite
1: as glamorous as he had promised. Always
0: an adventure. Sure. That's for sure. So when you talk about cars, you know, and your history with your dad, uh, remaking some of them over the years, you um, is that where your passion lives? or I, From what I know, it seems as though your passion really lives in the experience of the car versus the remaking of the car. Like you you get into all the nuances of the engines and the what makes them go and the sounds and all that stuff, but what is really your number one favorite passion about
1: cars? I like that, that's a good question. I would say I come from a family of, of tinkers and engineers, my grandfather. My dad's father was uh, very, very skilled, uh, as well as I have two uncles that were also engineers. Uh, so they, they can tear apart an engine and put it back together. I have never been that mechanically blessed. Uh, where I feel that I get my best pat- my, my deepest passion and my drive is just from the experience of the vehicle. I always say I'd, I'd rather be behind the wheel and have a great crew chief and, and a great right. crew to support me mechanically um, but I can, if it has wheels, I'll try and drive the wheels off of it. I, I love, uh, I love fast cars. I love the experience. And I think since my twenties and thirties, I just appreciate a good handling car. It used to be all about straight line acceleration. And my father had a 66 Chevy two Nova with a 327, 350 horse. It was heavily modified. In fact, it was a former long Island drag car and with 411 gears and, uh, M22 rock crusher clutch it <laughs> it was it was a mean machine it actually it was a true muscle car you had to be strong in the left leg just to work the clutch but it would get get up and go and that was so much fun it's the driving that i am passionate about to your question
0: just to clarify that yes. was a lot of greek to me all those but i know whoever's listening really knows what that all means with the whole (laughs) horsepower and the torque and all those metrics that you just gave so hopefully that's impressive to those folks
1: (laughs) those are the kinds of things that whenever we take the chevy 2 nova to a car show and i'm sure in future episodes we'll talk we're gonna have plenty of guests hoping that we can get behind the scenes with carlisle events. We'll talk to some uh, local individuals that have been involved with the Carlisle Car Shows and what have you, but I would like to hear from you, our audience. We'll have you email us. We want to share and read your, your favorite stories, and we'll come up with a topic and a theme and have you share that with us. This is going to be less about just Holly and Darren talking, and we really want this to be a community and a car culture that everyone feels included and, and part of, and we want to hear from you. This is this is your podcast and we just happen to be hosting it.
0: And and I think for me too it's it's important that it's educational and that it gives you the information you need to be armed to come to town here and mm-hmm. to come to the shows and to know what to expect and you know when we see unique things that are happening at each of these events we want to make sure you're, you're aware of that um i know for spring carlisle that we're going to be covering in our first episode there's a 68 page pdf out on yes. the website and how can we make that easier for you to digest and to be prepared to come and and to make sure you get all that you want out of the experience so
1: excellent point and i think holly just you really hit at the heart of what we're trying to do and that is whether you're coming from neighboring maryland or you're coming from perhaps uh, Germany, Mainz, yeah. Germany, right? It doesn't it doesn't quite matter. We we are one global community. We all love vehicles, different ways, different shapes and forms. I happen to love the the smell of rubber and gas and oil and and uh, the visceral experience, the sound of uh, the uh, side pipes, whatever it may be. Others are much more into the actual restoration and getting it to. Uh, perfect OEM status, maybe better than it rolled when it rolled off factory, others may be more interested in rat rods or, or whatever it might be, whether Ford or Chevy or import, we we support all of it, we love all things automotive, I know you're learning more of this world, I have a lot to learn in the way, uh, some of the technical aspects of, of certain marks and, and, and what have you, but at the same time, if you love cars, you love cars and it's, it's pretty infectious and, and with you being relatively new to this experience I'm looking forward to uh, working through that and, and being part of it together.
0: And I'm excited to learn about it
1: Outstanding. Well, we're going to go ahead and close this, our intro and uh, look forward to like I said, multiple episodes coming in the next uh, several days we're going to try and drop two or three in the first week, as Holly alluded to episode 001 we'll focus on Spring Carlisle 2018 we want to give you some insider's Point of view, things to look for to help your trip to uh, Carlisle be as, as productive as possible. We'll then get into some follow-on interviews and some other content leading right up to, I believe, the next show being import. So there's going to be a lot coming your way. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for continuing to download. And as uh, mentioned earlier, follow us, keep track, and welcome to our car community. We want you to be uh, part of the Cuber community. We'll get more into that in our next episode. For now, We'll say, drive well. And be well. Take care.